Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. Joining me today is Adam Schuster, Vice President of Policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. Every neighboring state surrounding Illinois is cutting taxes. Why isn't Illinois? Adam's going to break that down for us and what it means for all of us here as we move into the coming election cycle. So, Adam, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Let's get started. I posed the question. Tell me the answer. Why is everyone else doing something good and we can't have it? Yeah, so every one of Illinois' neighboring states has proposed or already enacted significant permanent tax reform. In fact, across the nation, 33 states have uh either proposed or already implemented significant tax reform. And in Illinois, we're getting election year gimmicks, right? Instead of uh, lowering the income tax permanently, instead of eliminating any taxes, creating new exemptions, Governor Pritzker has um, done a series of, of temporary measures that mostly just shift taxation until after the election. So for example, the gas tax, rather than being suspended or uh, canceled in Illinois, the increase was just shifted from July to January, which means we'll have two gas tax increases next year. Uh, he suspended the 1% tax on sales taxes for one year, but there's no permanent you know, long-term changes. Um, the reason why is because Illinois uh, is fiscally irresponsible. It has been for a long time. That certainly predates Governor Pritzker, but he's done nothing to make it better, despite you know sort of the campaign ads you'll hear. So Illinois came into the COVID-19 recession uh, in the worst financial shape of any state, the lowest credit rating, the most debt, the least in the rainy day fund balance. Um, but worse than that, once we were told, and, and all states were expecting, massive revenue losses, Governor Pritzker actually increased spending by $2.6 billion despite expecting lower revenues. Um, that's why we had to borrow money both from bond markets and from the Federal Reserve. We borrowed money twice from the Federal Reserve. Um, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we're the only state out of all 50 states that had to use that emergency borrowing lifeline. Um, and, you know, the, there's been no long-term reforms to get spending under control. And so despite the fact that revenues are actually now higher than their pre-pandemic trend, um, without fixing these big structural problems we have, like pension debt, uh, there's no way to make our government um, more affordable and ultimately charge our, our residents less. It's really interesting. I remember we talked a while back, a long while back, before the federal aid, the big bulks of federal aid came through about how one of the main reasons that this federal aid was necessary in the first place was that state and local governments were going to see this huge hit in revenues because of the pandemic. You know, there was doom and gloom predicted. Mm -hmm. uh, and that didn't happen. You just mentioned that. So it not only did we not end up really needing federal aid, we had enough on our own. But we got this funny money from the feds. Uh, it's just crazy that, you know, we, we have not accounted for what's going to happen after that money runs out. Well, I think it's really unfortunate because that money, um, while it did not end up being necessary to close revenue holes, largely speaking, um, we did have an opportunity to use that to better the long-term health of our state. If that had been used to solve our long-term problems, to plug holes so that we could do things outside of a crisis environment, if we could do structural reform like pension reform, other uh, spending reforms to bring the balance, uh, the budget into balance in the long run, uh, if we had used the money for that purpose, we could be talking about long-term tax relief 
right now. Our plan, uh, Illinois Forward uh, 2023, which you can find on our website, IllinoisPolicy.org, breaks down how pension reform and uh, you know reducing administration in school districts and a, and a few other common sense uh, spending ideas could get us to the point where we could be cutting the income tax within a few years and have no debt. Um, so you know, other states have done it. We've proven that it's possible to do here in Illinois. Uh, it's really just a, a matter of mismanagement. We we used the money. Um, to increase spending, to keep ourselves from having to make any fixes rather than using it as an opportunity to make those fixes. And now the money is being used, I think, frankly, to bolster Governor Pritzker's re-election campaign through these sort of temporary tax gimmicks rather than to make Illinois more competitive um, on tax policy in the long run, which is what we need if we want to attract residents and businesses back to our state. Okay, so you mentioned gubernatorial politics. Um, So I had marked this down because you and I, before we hopped on air, we were talking about um, the other states that you looked at. So our neighboring states that you you reviewed most recently, Indiana, Michigan, Missouri, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So you looked at what other neighboring states are doing. Most all of them are cutting taxes. And then I asked you this question, well, what role does gubernatorial uh, election politics play in the decision making here? What other states are going to have a, a governor election in the fall? And you looked that up. And which states were those again? It was us, and then two others, right? Uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. Um, and there, there's similarities, right? There's the same time in the governor's election. They both have uh, Democrat governors, but they do have more of an even balance of, of power uh, otherwise, politically speaking. Um, and in both those states, you had Republican legislatures trying to go further than what their Democrat governor had proposed and do more tax reform. And I think what's, what's interesting, because it is an election year, is that uh, you have vetoes or veto threats in Michigan. Uh, Whitmer actually vetoed the tax plan. And in Wisconsin, there's, there's a threat of a veto out there. Um, for these tax reform plans um, that really should be good politics. You know, in an election year, they, they seem like they would be good politics. But, um, you know, they're they're claiming that that tax relief is fiscally irresponsible is the reason for the vetoes. And, of course, our, our thought here is, as you mentioned, well, J.B. Pritzker is facing re-election in November. Of course, it's going to feel a lot better to say I'm deferring these tax hikes until after we decide whether or not I get to keep my job. But even with the deference of things like the gas tax increase, which was supposed to happen July 1st, I mean, Cranes uh, on Monday released uh, an email with an article that uh, I think John Pletz wrote about Chicago CEOs having a lack of confidence in our ability to come back. Mm-hmm. So people see that. They, I, it seems like people see through the gimmick. Do you think people see this for what it is? I think so. I mean, what I what I've been seeing, you know, just out on social media. I don't have any polling data on this, but the general sense seems to be that people are treating this like a gimmick. People aren't fooled. You know, they know their taxes aren't going down. Um, and I think we're doing a good job getting the information out there about you know how quickly after the election their taxes are going to go up. And especially, you know, you mentioned businesses, CEOs. Um, they're facing down significant tax hikes, uh, payroll tax hikes, both at the federal level and at the state level, because Governor Pritzker and the general assembly misused the federal dollars the way they did. If they had used that money to refill the hole in the unemployment insurance trust fund, businesses wouldn't be facing down payroll tax hikes uh, right after a recession. And that ultimately um, is going to deter their their ability to hire. There'll be fewer job openings, which is going to mean um, fewer jobs and lower wage growth for Illinoisans because uh, of, the, of bad tax policy and bad fiscal policy, right? Um, but it's not just this year that 
Illinois is kind of messing things up when it comes to businesses. What I also think is really interesting in that article <clears throat> is that if you look at the business tax climate, so not you know not looking at individuals, but just taxes businesses pay, five years ago in 2017, Illinois was ranked 26th. So we were about middle of the pack, slightly below, you know, but not that bad. Um, of all of the states in the Midwest, Illinois is the only state over the last five years that has gotten worse on that metric. So we've gone from 26th to 36th. Every other state has gotten better. And so what that means is that Illinois is getting less competitive and other states are getting more competitive. Uh, that's why residents are moving out of Illinois and why these other states have positive population growth and especially why businesses uh, are moving out of Illinois. What's making us less competitive specifically? Well, property taxes are the biggest part of it. Um, it's the biggest part of the tax burden overall. It's the most burdensome both for uh, commercial businesses and uh, individual taxpayers. Um, there's other things as well. You know, Governor Pritzker has implemented 24 tax and fee hikes uh, during his first term that collectively take about $5.3 billion more out of the economy. You know, uh, a lot of people are familiar with the tax hikes that hit individuals, you know, increases in the vehicle registration fee, doubling the gas tax, uh, higher taxes on online sales, a new parking garage tax. You know, there's a whole bunch of things. Um, but there's also a lot of things Governor Pritzker has done, uh, and especially in last year's budget, uh, to either raise tax rates on businesses or change, you know, the definitions of uh, deductions and exemptions, which ultimately just means higher taxes uh, for those businesses. Um, so all of those things combined is, you know, that plus the other states getting better, right? Other states are lowering their taxes. Many of the states uh, that we mentioned in this article have recently cut their corporate income taxes, um, for example, gotten rid of uh, inheritance taxes or death taxes. Um, so as other states are getting better, Illinois is getting worse. So we're imposing higher taxes on businesses, which is why our ranking has um, dropped 10 points in just five years. So let's look forward a little bit because everybody's buzzing about inflation and you're starting to hear uh, noise about fear. Is there going to be another recession? You and our chief economist, Orfe Divungi, have both studied what happened during the Great Recession, specifically looking at Illinois as a state and even our local governments as well. What put us in a worse position than other states and why we recovered more slowly than our neighbors and, frankly, the rest of the country. So what lessons are we ignoring from this very recent recession that should be brought back into focus? Well, I think the first lesson is that you should not hike taxes immediately after a recession. That is, um, you know, not really even, it's not a conservative economics position. You know, John Maynard Keynes would tell you the same thing, uh, Keynesian economics generally being the more left-wing school of economics. You don't hike taxes immediately after a recession. You're going to uh, suck up the investment capital and it's going to hurt your growth. That's what, what happened in Illinois after the Great Recession. We had not only payroll tax hikes to refill the unemployment insurance fund then, but we had the massive income, hack, uh, income tax hike in 2011. Um, even the threat of tax hikes deter business growth, right? Because businesses plan for the future and if there's an expectation of taxes, um, that in and of itself can, can reduce growth. But you know, actually doing the tax hike is even worse. Um, the other thing is that you need to get your debt burdens under control because like I just said, debt is ultimately a signal to businesses of future taxation. 
And it prevents your ability to invest in things that help your growth. So in Illinois, the pension debt crisis both deters investment. You know, Warren Buffett famously said he wouldn't move into Illinois or uh, invest in companies in a state like Illinois because that just means, uh, you know, that much pension debt just means that taxes are going to go up on his businesses in the future. But the pension debt also means that that's where so much of the taxes we do collect are going, both at the state level and at the local level. So rather than investing in anti-poverty programs, jobs training programs, anti-violence programs, public health, parks, things that increase home values, things that uh, have a, a return on investment, it's all being thrown down this black hole of pension debt. Uh, you know, Orfe, our chief economist, did an analysis where he found um, our pension crisis costs every Illinoisan, on average, roughly $1,400 a year uh, in lost income. And so that's why, you know, after the Great Recession in the, in the ensuing, you know, 10 to 15 years um, or 10 to 12 years, Illinois ranked uh, second worst on both home price appreciation, so how fast home values are going up, and personal income growth, which is just how much how much money all of us make, right? Um, <clears throat> so the, the I mean the answer is we need to get our debt burdens under control so that we can lower our taxes. And on both of those, uh, you know, we've kind of been going in the wrong direction. All right. Well, thanks for breaking this down for us. We'll see what plays out over the next five months, and then after that too. So thanks again. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute and to sign up for our newsletter, visit illinoispolicy.org. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.